0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Phantasmal Necromantic Paranormal Podcast. I'm Tammy, along with my co-host Brandy. Hello. And this week we are going to be talking about the Cryptozoological (laughs) Paranormal Museum (laughs) in Littleton, North Carolina. Yes. Finally got that out. (laughs) That's a tongue twister. I know. So, Brandy, our trip to Littleton, North Carolina.
1: Yeah, that was interesting because it was really out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know where I was expecting it to be, but there was nothing the whole way there. Like farmland and, you know, old farmhouses. It was really a rural area. Yes, very rural. In fact, I have in my notes right here,
0: uh-huh. the population of the town of Littleton okay. is 674 people.
1: Really?
0: Yes. Uh-huh. And heads up, people, if you were thinking about going there, which the museum is very cute, the gentleman who owns it is Stephen Barcello. Mm-hmm. And it's actually in his house. So it's like the first yeah. few rooms. Hey, yes. <laughs> A little shocking. Yes. Yeah, so in this town, the problem that Brandy and I ran into was we did not eat. Before we went there. <laughs> Oops. And you should eat before you get there. Yes, there's so, a, nothing there. Not... Um, there is a very cute, very beautiful coffee shop that we did stop in and get mm. a cookie at. Yeah. But other than that, there there's a Hardee's. We just... We're looking for something a little bit better than Hardy since we had driven like a few hours to get up there. It's a very small town.
1: So, right, yeah, the house is is a really old house and is right there in the historical part of the town where all the other old houses are. So it's a neat little house. It was just the two front rooms that were dedicated to the museum. And, you know, I guess I didn't know what to expect or what I thought it was going to be more. I thought it was going to be bigger, but I thought there's going to be more things related to Bigfoot in there. I didn't realize that. Like, they had the haunted dolls in there in cases. There was several of those. Yes. And a lot of other different items that they had been given, I guess, donated, that were supposed to be haunted items. They did have a lot of Bigfoot casts in there and the Mm -hmm. statue that, of course, we see everywhere around here in our area in North Carolina.
0: We were both calling it the Bigfoot Museum. Like, we were like, oh, we're going to go up to the Bigfoot Museum. Yeah. (laughs) And I told Brandy, I didn't realize until we actually arrived there that it said, And Paranormal Museum. Right. So it was, one room was kind of donated to Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. and the other room was donated to everything but Bigfoot. Yes. You're not a fan of dolls, especially haunted dolls. This is not (laughs) the place for you. Right. Because we walked in there, we were both like, dolls? Okay. (laughs) Like, let's, this wasn't what we signed up for, but okay. Yeah. And they had, so they had the dolls, and Uh they had, they also have a coffin, that was the one yes. that kind of took me back. So it's a coffin that was used, and I'm going to get this wrong probably. It was used as a, it was the coffin that if you couldn't afford coffins <laughs> that they showed people in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, like a, I think, yeah. a loner, loner coffin. coffin yes. And, and two, I think, I think, I don't know, I can't remember. Was it a video plan or some... Audio about that coffin that was talking about it.
0: Yeah, so there was. I think there was a video because okay. I didn't even see the coffin at first.
1: Oh gosh! Gotcha. And we were
0: watching the video, and I was like, "Is there a coffin in here?" And it was literally behind me. Yeah, and it was propped up in the corner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that just kind of—it's just like one of those weird it's like okay not just one person has been in this but a lot of people have been in this right. coffin. oh yeah because it was like for show if yeah. you were poor i guess
1: it was just like an old wood yeah coffin and i think in the video it said that also for people that were going to be cremated but they were having like a wake right. they would show the body right in that and then There were the scary dolls. Um, let's see. (laughs) I did not want to take photographs of the dolls. I ended up taking a picture. I forced Brandy of the dolls to go back
0: and and take a picture. I I didn't want
1: to bring any evil spirits home with me. Um
0: And we will put those on our Instagram. We did take a lot of pictures because in this museum he would let you take pictures and record video. He has a lot of stuff going on in his house so the, the other thing right. we did not realize we would have gone a little bit later so his museum is only open from one to
1: six. Oh, i, I can't remember the hours. it's just honestly. a few hours in the afternoon so okay. it does not open
0: until one because that gave us plenty of time to get there mm-hmm. um, so we didn't have to leave early or anything it was a couple hours drive for us and so it opens at one and I forget when it closes, but then when we got there, and once again, we were kind of thinking it was a Bigfoot Museum. Yeah. And then you could actually do a paranormal tour tour starting at 730. Uh-huh. Right. And so he has a ghost tour, basically, that starts at 730 in his house. Like, he has all this activity. And he's very, very open to talk about it. And he had videos that he's
1: yeah, made. Yeah, he was showing us all like he got a group of people that came in there at the same time. He was showing us videos mm-hmm. that he had. Though um, those were pretty interesting to he's see. He's a very
0: talkative guy. He yeah. was like, if you had a question to ask him, he was more than willing to talk to you about. Anything Bigfoot or paranormal or stuff he had experienced.
1: He said he had a YouTube channel and that he's got either mm. hundreds or thousands of videos on there from his house. Because I guess they have the security cameras in the house. And outside, he was showing us, along with the other group of people, things that were captured on the the video inside the house. And then I, I like the one outside. And I think he said it was, what, like at 1.30 or 3 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning or something like that. Yeah, it it's like, kind of the night. middle of the night. The little girl's voice. That one was, that one was pretty yeah.
0: neat. So, yeah. So it's not just, like, stuff you see. I was going yeah. back through some of the pictures. okay. Because we both took pictures. But Brandy sent me some. There's. <laughs> the haunted dolls
1: yeah cuz like there's a there's a haunted clown doll there that yes. all the dolls are in cases of course this haunted clown doll he had showed us And when we were standing in the gift shop where he was at on his computer, he was showing us the video of like a shadow figure and then the audio of the little girl outside. And then he had pictures from people who had visited the museum that they had taken where they had gotten reflections of supposedly ghosts standing behind them. They were the only one in the room. And there was one he showed us of this clown doll where a, a visitor of the museum had taken a picture of the clown doll. And the angle that they took the picture at the reflection of the clown doll on the side of the case that it's in, the eyes were cutting towards the doll yes the eyes in the doll you know are straight ahead so he's like y'all go take pictures of the doll take pictures of all the cases and everything right you know because you never know what you're going to pick up so that's when i was like okay i'll take pictures of the doll a volunteer so- brandy because <laughs> so- <laughs> she happened to be
0: he has like these little church pews and i had gotten on the inside of the church pew uh, and there was there was a lot of people The day that we went, we went on a Saturday. Right. There were a lot of people in there to the point you could almost not walk around. You
1: couldn't. I was really surprised that that many people showed up.
0: So if you are a little leery about being in crowds this might not be the weekend trip for you. <laughs> he is open during the week.
1: Okay. But like I
0: said it was very like there were just a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. It, it's a kind of a small space.
1: It is, yeah. Um,
0: the one of the things this was the one that the very first thing you see when you go into the paranormal section it's the haunted hay crane. Right. And the story behind this crane is someone hung themselves with the this actual rope that is attached to this crane. Mm-hmm. So that to me was one of the more I don't want to say it's not gory, but one of the like, ugh like, yeah. like I wouldn't I wouldn't want that. Like I know. I know. As bad as the dolls were to me, I still wouldn't want the haunted crane rope thing
1: yeah cuz i i think the family of the person that committed suicide with the rope had donated yeah. it and asked you know if he wanted it but we we'll, yeah we'll post all the pictures that we took Instagram and Facebook page so you guys can see them. I didn't find anything out of the ordinary in my pictures like my the picture of the clown doll. His eyes weren't cut in mine. I took a video of the outside of the museum because the owner said sometimes you can pick up people will pick up things in their videos or photos outside so i went out there and did that but i didn't see anything odd nothing in the windows or or around the yeah. property
0: i will say he does have his upper windows situated where there is a what is it? it's not a mannequin but it's yeah, like it's, a scary yeah, so Halloween. kind of creepy thing yeah.
1: <laughs> that's so, on the like the end the side end of the house not the very yeah. front so he's playing out the whole haunted uh, mm-hmm. part of it. He
0: evidently is a collector. So the gentleman who owns the museum of Ouija boards. Yes. And he said that like people send him Ouija boards that they think are, I guess, possessed right. or something like that. So he, because he just had Ouija boards like on all the walls and in all the, the glass cases. And he had a very pretty one, which I'm not. I don't want to touch them. I really don't want anything <laughs> to do with them. Right. I, when I was younger, I did. Like yeah. I, I did that stuff. Brandy did. That I did. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We just agree we're not going to do it in our homes. Right. <laughs> I even told Brandy earlier today. I'm like, I would do it away from here, <laughs> where like we don't bring it back to our house mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I'm not doing that in my house. But anyway, he had a very pretty like Ouija board like up by the register and I even made the comment then that's when we found out people send him Ouija boards yeah because he was telling us how many he had behind the register
1: (laughs) it was it was really unique because I've never seen one like that you know you always see the ones with the the star or uh, the moon and the sun mm -hmm. or whatever and just The old school looking ones But this one Was like the Day of the Dead Skull on it And it was colorful The Mm -hmm. the Ouija board itself Was all black But like the letters And numbers Were all different Pretty bright colors And the Day of the Dead Skull was in the center of it It was a unique Ouija board I've never seen one like that Yeah so
0: And I even told Brandy I was like Oh that's really pretty I wouldn't mind that (laughs) one I'm not gonna play with it Right But, (laughs) But I did not I didn't understand If it was just something He had for sale Or if it was something somebody had sent in i i wasn't really
1: yeah i'm not sure because he
0: said he had lost the planchette for it because mm-hmm. he was talking to us about oh you should see the planchette and he goes i've lost it though oh, and I so i was like like i don't know because he was remember he was talking about like yeah, oh if you like I remember the board now see. that he yeah. said that when we went up to go to this museum we were both kind of thinking along the lines like okay we don't really know why this museum's up there yeah while we were there, we had passed the state park. Now, I don't know how, if it's pronounced Medic or Medoke yeah. State Park. Yeah. So while we were standing there and we were like watching his videos and listening to him tell stories and stuff, he was talking about how if, and he was telling people, he was like, oh, if you go out here to the state park, they're actually out there looking for Bigfoot right now. Like they're, they have a group right. of people out there that are doing a Bigfoot hunt today. Yeah. And we kind of looked at each other. we were like, well, we, pa- we passed that state park. Uh-huh. And we'd never heard these stories about how Bigfoot being a big thing up there. Uh And so we came back and we did a little bit research on it and found out that last year, beginning of last year, 2020, that they started having these sightings around this state park of Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't know if that's drawing people up there, and that's why there were so many people at the museum. That was the other thing. It is so far out in the middle. Not so far out in the middle of nowhere, but it's not a place you're going to trip across.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. And be like, oh,
0: like- let's just go to the <laughs> old museum over here. Because I mean, like, we've sought it out, and we planned a trip to go there. Mm-hmm. But the number of people that were just walking in like, oh...
1: I think that it, ha- it has to be the sightings in the area that's bringing up the museum, if people are looking that up, because didn't we take 95 to get to the museum most of the way? Yeah. Because I bet since that's a main... Highway like north and south, that that, people are traveling on that to go somewhere else, and they're and it's bringing them them there because it, I mean, there is literally nothing out there.
0: Well, we took Highway 64, like we did 64 because we were coming. So, Brandon and I came out of Raleigh Mm -hmm. to go to travel north to where Littleton is. So, I know we were on Highway 64 for a while because in 64 almost looks like the interstate, but it's that four lane highway, right. But we were on, I wouldn't call them back roads, but they were more like state roads. Yeah. Two-lane roads. It's a beautiful drive. Mm,
1: it was.
0: Because we were talking about, there were a few places that we stopped and we actually took pictures of like these old mansions Mm. that were there because i was like what is this and when we came back through i was like well i hope nobody gets mad but i'm gonna stop and take pictures (laughs) of these places because they were amazing looking i know and they they kind of looked abandoned they the yards were well taken care of but it didn't appear that anybody lived there
1: no it was yeah but so old but it was just
0: amazing to see because they had like these big wrought iron gates but it was yeah. just a gate there was no fencing
1: yeah and i was like look at the size of this thing like I know, it was a huge <laughs> huge house and a huge yard was it was just massive yeah, it was
0: beautiful houses so it's a scenic drive once you're off of highway 64 mm-hmm. and i'm sure that because um, the other thing we didn't realize how close we were to the Virginia border evidently right. and I still can't tell you how close it is to the Virginia border but it must be pretty close right there and then we realized that there are some Bigfoot stories coming out of Virginia pretty close to this place too mm-hmm. so that's probably a draw and then if you go up there and you're like oh there's a Bigfoot museum um, over there <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm thinking I can see, that must be
1: yeah. what's bringing people yeah. there because I just I don't know I don't understand how else you would know that that was there
0: like if you were just in the area on vacation that we'll like we so we'll put pictures on our Instagram and Facebook and all that, and you can see it so if we're driving by this house, another thing is too he has these big, huge metal cutouts of Bigfoot mm-hmm. leaned up against his white house, yeah, <laughs> so it's not you can't miss it, like you'd be like, "Oh, look at that big thing of Bigfoot right, but so maybe a lot of it is just like, "Oh, well, what is that?" And then you just see yeah, that it's the museum, said, yeah,
1: the sign.
0: If you're in the area, I would definitely say, like, stop in, give it a look, see, hear his stories. The stories are really cool. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, it wasn't, it was just a couple hours for Brandy and I to run up there, hang out together for the day, and be back home fairly early. I think we were both back home by six o'clock or something. Like, it was just a quick trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, if you just have half a day to kill or something and you're living in the North Carolina area, Virginia area, I was like, yeah, I. I'd say, yeah, give him get a try and talk to the guy because he he's a very interesting guy. Yeah. So we thought, um, having gone up there, that we would just talk about a couple of stories that we found online about Bigfoot sightings in North Carolina yep. for this episode. So, Brandy, do you yeah. have a story for us?
1: Mine is about a man who is from Hickory, North Carolina. And his name is Doug Teague, and he believes in Bigfoot and claims that he had an encounter with Bigfoot in McDowell County area. And I believe that was around August 16th of last year. And Mr. Teague is also a part of the Bigfoot investigation crew for Catawba Valley Bigfoot Research. He says that he was walking through the woods with his dog, whose name is Crazy Daisy, (laughs) and uh, he was attempting to recover some of his trail camera footage that he had put up when he heard some wood knocking sounds. He said he just thought it was a woodpecker and didn't think much of it, and then that's when rock started being thrown. So he got very excited about that and he took out his phone and started videoing his experience. So he he was able to snap some photos of what he thinks is Bigfoot sitting down. I did look at those photos and you can see something is sitting down. It's dark in color, but there are so many trees in front. Or between the camera and the thing that's sitting there, you really can't tell for certain what it is. I mean, I can say it does resemble a gorilla-like thing sitting there, but that's what I see when I look at it. When he was asked how he knows he didn't take a photo of a bear, he says bears don't throw rocks. (laughs) (laughs) So his dog, Crazy Daisy... Uh, will approach a bear, he said, but she won't approach a Bigfoot. So she was going nuts, but staying close to him. He also took a video of it What he says that it was three separate Bigfoot in the woods that day. And he's got, I think on a news cast that I saw about it, it said that it was like 10 minute long footage. When he went into the woods, not planning on looking for Bigfoot at that time of day, it was about 3 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon and about 90 degrees, he says, which is ideal Bigfoot investigating conditions, which would occur early morning or dusk at 40 to 70 degrees with no leaves on the trees, is what Mr. Tick says Uh he States that it's Always been an Interest to him And he's a Gorilla freak and He loves Gorillas and Bigfoot is often Described as Looking like an Oversized gorilla So he tries to Make it to the Marion area Often which is known in the Bigfoot investigating community for being a Bigfoot hotspot. Bigfoot investigating has become so popular that the city will be hosting its second annual Bigfoot Festival on September 14th.
0: There's also a Bigfoot Festival near
1: us. Yeah, there's one. Is that there. actually going
0: to happen this year? Do we know? I
1: it? have to look up the date and if it is going to come for this year, for 2021, because I've been to two of them. I have to look up the date and if they're going to have it, because it's it's in Lee County at the uh, Camelback Bridge area. I want to say, is that Cumnock?
0: I think it's actually Cumnock, North Carolina, which... Uh, Kumnac is like not doesn't really have anything out there. It's more like a crossroads. Yeah, but it is on the map. Mm-hmm. So if if that's something that interests you, then then yeah, so it's it's on the map if you can find map of Lee County. Right. So hopefully we're gonna try to hit these Bigfoot festivals this year.
1: I was gonna add that this guy Mister Teague he likes to bait Bigfoot with granola bars, apples, mushrooms, turnips, and my favorite moon pies.
0: The boom pies thing is the one that cracks me up. That's
1: that cracks me up. It's okay. He also brings casting materials with him to make casts of the Bigfoot footprints if he finds any.
0: We need to make friends with this guy.
1: Wait, yeah, (laughs) I like to see his videos and like his actual videos, see them up close because I can't really zoom in to mine. We're
0: actually close enough that maybe we could go Bigfoot hunting with him, right? Yeah, like I would never go by myself.
1: Yeah, because I think like Marion is that far. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I had found this uh, short story. I think this one is over in Yawari.
1: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: And so this one says Tommy Poland has experienced Bigfoot also. Now this article is a little bit older. I think it's a few years back from what uh, yeah. I originally saw. It said that he's a former Bigfoot investigator. He's actually stepped away from that to concentrate on becoming a pastor. And it says, before that, he interviewed dozens of people who claimed that they had seen something huge and ape-like in the URAs or have seen the big footprints and heard wood knocks and guttural screams in the middle of the woods. It says, you can see it in their eyes, Poland says. They'll say, I know this sounds crazy, but this happened to me. It happened to Poland. He has heard the loud knocks on tree trunks in the forest, and he has discovered a big footprint size 13 at least four inches wide at the heel and at least eight inches wide at the toe wow. so yeah so that's a really big foot so what does poland tell his children they believe what dad tells them and i tell them i just don't know it's the mystery that fascinates me it's the monster the boogeyman the things that go bump in the night you're always asking is it real harvey Younts asked the same question. After retiring from Walmart, Younts bought a gold mine in Montgomery County, North Carolina. He knows these hills and what they hold. Younts stops by the El Dorado Outpost, which the El Dorado Outpost brandy. I have not been there, but Brandy has, yep. and it is uh, on the outskirts of the Uari Forest. There, it, it is, yeah. Okay. It says that Yance stops by the Eldorado outpost. His dog Ranger relaxes in a crate and the bed of his pickup on the crate is a sign that Yance made himself. It says Bigfoot hunting dog. Keep back. People get a kick out of that. He says, I'll go into Walmart or someplace and they'll walk up there and say, you ever run into anything? I tell them no, but these things, you know, they're unexplainable. If I'd see him, I'd believe. That's my thinking. This one guy, Tommy Poland, he has had these couple of experiences in Yuari and Yuari was actually featured on... Um, It was
1: Finding Bigfoot Finding Bigfoot, that's right
0: Uh, So if any of you guys watch that show And you ever saw them go to Troy, North Carolina That's where the URA
1: uh Yes
0: where most of these stories are coming out of the Ure forest there. Mm-hmm. but And Brandy's actually been camping up there because she's braver than I am. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> when I was about 18, I went with some people, and we camped in the area where you just pitch a tent out in the woods. We didn't have any weird occurrences there. <laughs> but since then, I've been to the campgrounds that they have. I've been to both campgrounds that they have there. And, you know, of course, there's people all around. So I didn't see anything then, too. But I'm always... Looking like driving through the dirt roads of the forest, <laughs> wanting to see something. I know it's out there.
0: For years, I drove through the Ware mm-hmm. National Forest uh, in the evening, coming <laughs> back from my commute to Charlotte. And let me tell you, there's it is so dark coming through that area.
1: Yeah, and there I, mean, I would literally have to. There. Oh, there's
0: nothing. There is nothing out there. And I remember being on the phone one night with a friend. And I said, oh, I need to get out of here. I'm fixing to go through Yawari National Forest. <laughs> and I said, I don't have any cell phone service there. And uh-huh. she said, how long will you be in there? And I was like, too long. It doesn't matter <laughs> how long. It's going to take me too long to go through. The, it's not a tunnel, but, you know, like a tunnel of no phone service. Yeah. Because your mind can play tricks going through that drive because mm-hmm. the woods just consume you. In that area, and then of course after the BFRO was there on TV in Troy, yeah, it's the only time my husband was like, "I want to go and I want to go and look where they were and see what the woods is like." We literally Uh, drove up where supposedly some of these Bigfoot sightings were from the TV show, Uh just because he was curious. He wanted to see what what area these people were in when they were seeing it. Yeah, so I've I've driven up to that area, but not camp there mm-hmm. so so that's a couple of stories from bigfoot stuff going on here in north carolina and like i said some of this is pretty recent uh, within the past year yeah some this the uri stories are a little bit older but the medic state park that's ongoing that's, right yeah, now that, yeah obviously because they had people up there this past weekend mm-hmm. searching looking uh but yeah so it like I said, if you're in the Littleton, North Carolina area, you're interested in seeing the museum or talking to Mr. Barcello, I'd say give it a go. It's it's free. That was the other thing we forgot to say. He oh, he yes, does not charge right. to go into the museum. You can do a donation to him if you want to, but he doesn't charge you to come in and look around and yeah, he just
1: takes donations and sells stuff, he yeah. said. So
0: he, you know, is very friendly and he will tell you his stories and show you his videos, which like, said, so those were interesting enough for me to mm-hmm. sit there and I could have heard him just tell his stories all day. Right. So that's our little trip to the Cryptozoological and Paranormal Museum in Littleton, North Carolina. We give it two thumbs up. Yeah. There's a little short and skew here, stuff in the background. We are having a horrible thunderstorm <laughs> go through our area <laughs> no. right now. And so you can probably hear it in the background. We want to say thank you for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed our Bigfoot stories and are talking about the museum in Littleton, North Carolina. We will wrap it up here and we will say see you
1: next week. Bye bye.